ओन्नो मित्रशं वरुण शो भवत्मा शन्द्र बृहस्पति शो विष्णुक्रम नमो ब्रह्मणे नमस्ते वायमेव प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्मेव प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्म वदिष्यामि ऋतम वदिष्यामि सत्यम वदिष्यामि तन्मामवदु तद्वक्तारमवदु मां अवतु वक्तारम ओम शांति 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 ओम सहनावदु सहनो भुनक्तु सह वीर्यंकवाहै तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तुम विद्वशावै ओ शाति 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 ओ यदसमृषभ विश्व छंदोभ्योध्यमृतासंबूव समेन्द्र मेधयास्प्रणत तस्वधारण भूयासम शरीर मे विचर्षण जिह्वा मे मधुमत्तमा कर्णाभ्यांभूरी विश्रुव ब्रह्मण कोशोसी मेधया पीद श्रुत मे गोपाय ओ शाति 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 ओ अहम वृक्ष कीर्ति पृष्ठंगिरेव ऊर्धपवित्रोवाजिनी वस्वृतमस्मे द्रविण गुंसवर्चस सुमेधा अमृत क्षिदेत्रिशंखोर्वेदाचनम शाति 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 पूर्णमद पूर्णमिद पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्ण से पूर्णमादा पूर्णमेवशिष्य ओ शाति 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 श्रुतिस्मृतिपुरा आलयंकुणाल नमा भगवत्दशंकोकशंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्रभाष्यकृत वंदे पुनः 
ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मेवे मूर्ति भेद विभागिने व्योमवद्व्याप्त देहाय दक्षिणामूर्तये नमः अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अवांग मनसगोचरम अवांग मनसगोचरम आत्मानमखिलाधारम आत्मानमखिलाधारम आश्रये भीष्टसिद्धये आश्रये भीष्टसिद्धये अर्थतोप्यद्वयानंदान अर्थतोप्यद्वयानंदान अतीतद्वैतभानतः अतीतद्वैतभान गुरूनाराध्य वेदांत गुरूनाराध्य वेदांत सारं वक्ष्ये यथामदे सारं वक्ष्ये यथामदे Yesterday, our closing discussion was pertaining to three kinds of lakshanas. In your book, you can open page number 89, where the explanation of these three lakshana, lakshana means the implication, how the meaning of, as we said, we accept that the meaning of the word can be conveyed in two ways. One is what we call vachyartha, sometimes called vakyartha, or direct meaning, immediate meaning, or principal meaning. And second is called lakshyartha, implied meaning. <clears throat> there is a third meaning also which they, which some people accept, and that is called vyangyartha, suggested meaning. But in Vedanta we deal with primarily these two meanings, vachyartha and lakshyartha. When do you have to go in for what we call lakshartha or imply meaning? Manantara virodhetu mukhyarthasya parigrahe mukhyarthena vinabhute pravrutir lakshaneshyade. There is a verse which says that when in a sentence manantara virodhetu, what the statement says contradicts other means of knowledge like perception or inference. Mukhyarsasya parigrahe. And therefore, when the mukhya, the primary meaning of the words, cannot be accepted, then, so when the sentence contradicts our experience or our reason, and therefore it is not possible to take the primary meaning of the sentence, or primary meaning of the words, in order to get the sense out of the sentence, then we go in for what we call the implied meaning. Mukhyarsena avinabhute. And that implied meaning should be that which is connected to the primary meaning. So which is connected to or related to the primary meaning, we go in for this kind of meaning. This is called Lakshana. So this adoption of this meaning is called Lakshana. So Lakshana or implications are of three kinds. And we will see, as we discussed last, yesterday, again we will briefly go through that. The first is called Jahal Lakshana. It is not translated. Lakshana means implication. Jahal Lakshana, a process of implication wherein the primary meaning is given up. 
This passage may, mentions here the illustration. Gangayam Ghoshaha. Where the direct meaning is, the village of the cowherds is in the Ganga. Let us say in English there is a statement. Where is that village of the cowherd boys? You say, the village is on the Ganga. Suppose you say, or village is in the Ganga. Suppose it is said, then this statement, the village is on the Ganga, that contradicts our experience. Because by Ganga we mean a flow of water, and a village cannot naturally be settled upon the flow of water. So when it is said the village is on the Ganga, Manantar Virodha, there is here a contradiction with our practical experience of perception, because we never find a village on the Ganga, meaning on the flow of water, which Ganga stands for. Therefore, we have to go for an implied meaning. But a meaning that should be connected to the primary meaning. So what is the primary meaning? On the Ganga. And therefore, we should go in for a connected meaning. And therefore, here instead of word Ganga, the, ri- the river, we substitute the word Tira, meaning the bank. And therefore, we understand the statement to mean that the village is on the bank of the river. So, word Ganga completely gives us its primary meaning, namely the flowing water, and yields another meaning connected to it, the bank. Suppose the village is hundred miles away from Ganga, then that cannot be implication. See, suppose the village is hundred miles away from Ganga, and somebody says the village is on the Ganga, then you cannot take the implied meaning as bank of the Ganga, because the bank of the river is associated with or connected with the flow of the water. So it cannot be that the village is hundred miles away and still so that then it will not be something connected to the primary meaning and therefore we cannot take that meaning. So understand that the implied meaning should necessarily be connected with the primary meaning. Therefore the bank of the Ganges. <clears throat> so bank is something connected to the flow of the water and therefore we understand the statement that the village is on the bank of the river. <clears throat> so what happened here is, the word Ganga completely gave up its primary meaning in, in terms of the flow of water and yielded another connected meaning, namely the bank. And so, this method of implication is called Jahal Lakshana. Jahad. Jahad means to give up. Jahad means giving up. The word Jahad is derived from the root Ha. Ha means to give up. And the present participle of ha is jahad. So jahad lakshana, a method of implication wherein the primary meaning is given up and a meaning connected to the primary meaning is substituted in its place. This is jahad lakshana. Now second is called ajahad lakshana. Ajahad. Jahad means giving up. Ajahad means not giving up. So a lakshana vritti or this method of implication where a word does not give up its primary meaning and instead an associated or connected word is added, connected sense is added, then it is called ajahal lakshana. The illustration that is given here is shono dhavati. The passage says shono dhavati. Shonaha means red. So literally the sentence means what? The red is running. The red is running. Naturally, that doesn't make sense. 
because it is not our experience that red color can run a color red cannot run so what can run a substance can run running is an action kriya an action always has its locus upon a substance and not upon a quality so suppose you know a man is eating then that is quite possible but you cannot say that you know uh, the white is he- eating suppose you say the black is eating or white is eating or something like that the naturally black is a color or white is a color and color cannot eat so when when someone says black is eating then what do we understand a black person is eating or when someone says white is going then what do we understand a white person is going if the context is appropriate if someone says white is going we may even understand the the white horse going also or a white cow going depending upon the context so sometimes the sentence is uttered like this we don't always take the trouble to say everything sometimes we say something briefly in that case often this implication is the some the meaning is implied so when we say the white is running then since white is a color and it cannot be the locus of the act of running therefore we understand that there must be a person or or some living being who is running and so we find that a white horse is running or a red horse is running and so even though the statement is the red is running what do we understand we understand that the red horse is running so in this method the word red retains its primary meaning namely color retains plus in order to complete the sense we 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 supply something additional supply something that is connected to the red color and that is the horse or something else car or person or whatever and so the red is running is understood by us understood by us as the red horse is running and thus here we have supplied something extra so this method is called ajahal lakshana a method of implication where the primary meaning is retained and an additional meaning is supplied connected to the primary meaning to complete the sense <coughs> the third method of implication is called jahad ajahal lakshana jahad and ajahat giving up something and retaining something because when there is a contradiction in the meaning depends on how the contradiction is so the illustration of this jahad jahal lakshana is standard illustration is soyam devadattah this is that devadatta which we have been discussing every day this is that devadatta who is this this stands for a person who is available at this time and this place and having certain characteristics this is that devadatta what does the pronoun this stand for a person at a given time at a given place and having given characteristics the pronoun that stands for another person at that time that place having different characteristics which we may have seen some number of years ago and now we are told this is that devadatta this is that person the naturally this and that cannot be one we will discuss it further also this is at the present and that is remote in the past so this and that cannot be used for the same person that is our common experience and therefore you can't say that this is that crystal you know this crystal or that crystal 
So this always means something in the proximity and that always means something that is remote. And so this and that cannot be identical. But this statement says that this is that Devdatta, meaning that this and that are one. So how do we understand then this particular sentence? The only way to get the sense out of it is that whatever are the contradictory aspects between this and that, those are given up. The word this and that do not completely give up their sense, understand. But they give up their sense partially, which contradicts each other. So this, the pronoun stands for the person at this time and at this place. That stands for a person at that time and that place. So person is common, but the characteristics which are, uh, which are, uh, you know, in, in relation to the time and place, those characteristics are contradictory. So we give up those parts and see the identity of the person Devadatta. <coughs> this is how we recognize. How do I even recognize that you are the same person as yesterday? Suppose you, suppose you have seen a person, you know, suppose you introduced a person in, in a place, he meets you, and you stand and you are talking. After fifteen days you see that person in another place, he is sitting there. How do you recognize him? You had spoken to and known a person who was standing, and now you are seeing a person who is standing, how, uh, sitting, how do you recognize him? And suppose after three days you see the same person running and recognize, hey, so-and-so is running. Do you realize that actually we are seeing different persons? The person you had seen once was standing and you recognized him as running and doing all kinds of things. So our mind grasps something that is common to that person, which recognizes there as seeing, sitting, I mean sitting, standing, running. So in our mind, some kind of an exclusion takes place of the uh, the not uh, the contradictory characteristics, and that which is common is what we grasp. Anyway, that's a subject matter of a different discussion. But the point is that the person Devadatta is what we understand when it is said, "This is that Devadatta," and in our own mind, we also discard all those characteristics which are contradictory to each other in this this and that. So here. This method of Lakshana or implication wherein a part is retained, which part is retained? The Devadatta who is common and a part is given up, the contradictory portion is given up. So when we apply this method is called Jahad Ajahal Lakshana. So this is a very important topic and it would come again and again in different texts. And therefore it would be a good idea to understand this and, and remember these names also. So, in the discussion yesterday it was proven that the only way that the statement Tattvamasi or that thou art can convey the sense consistently is by Lakshanavrti or by the method of implication. Because Vachyata or direct meanings of the words Tat and Tvam, they cannot be identical because Tvam stands for Jiva who is limited in every way and who is a matter of direct, direct experience. And that stands for Ishwara, the Lord, who is great in every way, however, who at the moment is not something that is experienced by me. So when the Upanishad says, Tattvamasi, that thou art, that is Lord or Ishwara, omniscient, omnipotent, but someone who is not experienced by me, 
something, someone who is remote, or so my mind thinks. And I or thou stands for this jiva, the I, who is immediately right now, now experienced by me, but then who is limited in every respect. And therefore, when it is said that you are Ishwara, certainly that makes, that sentence does not make sense, because I, the jiva and Ishwara are, they possess contradictory characteristics. And still Upanishad says, and since it is pramanam, it is a valid means of knowledge, and what the Upanishad says must be valid. Therefore, we want to understand what it means. And so, the only way we can understand is by lakshanavrutti, where the tat and tvam, we give up the vachyartha, the immediate meaning, and we take, we go in for what we call lakshyartha, or the implied meaning. So, the next question is, which of the three methods of implication is applicable? In understanding the statement tattvamasi, that thou art, should we now, we know that we have to go in for lakshanavrutti or this implication, because the vachyartha or the primary meaning is not, does not give a consistent sense, then which of the three vrittis, lakshanavrittis should we go in for? Jahal lakshana, ajahal lakshana or jahad jahal lakshana? That is the discussion now that the author now takes up next. So we are in the passage 159 on page 92. <clears throat> Atra Gangayam Ghoshaha Prativasade Itivakyavata Jahal Lakshanapi Atra, atra in the sign meaning here, here meaning in the statement, tattvamasi, that thou art, jahal lakshana api nasangachate, even the jahal lakshana also nasangachate, it is actually not, it, it is not acceptable, not admissible, or not applicable. So, in this statement, Tattvamasiyo, that thou art, the Jahal Lakshana, meaning where the, the word gives up its primary meaning completely, and in, in its place we substitute a connected meaning, that is not applicable in case of the statement Tattvamasi. Why this so? Uh, author himself proceeds to explain that, says in the passage 160. Tattratu... Ganga Ghoshayoho Adhar Adheya Bhava Lakshanasya Vakya Sasya Asheshataha Viruddhatwad Vakya Sam Asheshataha Parityajya Tatsambandhi Teera Lakshanayaha Yuktatvat Jahal Lakshana Sangachade So first here the author explains how this Jahal Lakshana Sangachade is applicable in case of the statement Gangayam Ghoshaha. In case of the statement the cowherd villages on the Ganges, in that statement, 
how jahal lakshana is applicable he is first shown <coughs> we said manantara virodhetu when there is a contradiction with reference to our experience mukhyarthasya aparigrahe and when we are therefore not able to adopt the primary meaning of the word mukhyarthena vinabhute then we are going for a meaning that is connected to the primary meaning lakshana vrutti shade this is lakshana so tatra do in that statement gangayam ghoshah or the the cowherd village is on the ganges so why is there a contradiction why cannot a village be on the ganga because what is ganga ganga is that flow of water that's the primary meaning of the word ganga is flow of water by the way there is a ganges in united states you know there is a place called ganges in michigan in united states when swami vivekananda came to this country about 100 years ago and he he was in this country for about 3 and 1/2 years traveling all throughout and and teaching so he came in contact with many people and i think he happened to go to this place in michigan which is now called ganges and that mayor of that town was so impressed by swami ji and became so friendly with him that he in fact named that town by this name ganges you know so that is how there is a real ganges in michigan and ramkrishna mission has their retreat center in the ganges which i understand is a very beautiful place but this is how so when we say ganges then well we should not think yes yeah, we can say hey i went to the ganges <laughs> so i went to ganges now then you wonder because the word ganges primary meaning is the ganges which is in the himalayas and certainly swami you could not have gone there in two days and come back then you have to get going for a connected meaning what is that meaning the place called ganges connected to the word ganges all right and so this is how by we you will now find that we are using these implications very often in our day to day communication some people use generally implications they don't talk straight there are some people who don't talk straight they all you always have to interpret their statements very often you know so uh, this is now this is very common so we we understand this process it would be very helpful in our own communication also and we will also know why lot of misunderstanding takes place in communication by the way because when a person does not understand what we are saying then naturally the person goes in for a lakshana vrutti or implication so this is what you said i said i didn't say that this is very common you told me this i didn't say that why is it so so this person may have used the vakyartha and he understood lakshana lakshartha or he meant lakshartha and he understood vakyartha you told me that day don't come i said i did not mean that he should not come so we have to then qualify or you to explain our own statement that what i meant was this and not what you understood so very often there is i think most of the difficulties that we have i would say more than 90% of the difficulties we have in our life is all this communication and therefore communication is so important the the way we use our words is so extremely important because that say most of our communication and communication of our ideas and whatever else is generally done by writing and by reading and by it's by talking and writing also is words only and so vedanta being the body of words and that being pramana and the valid means of knowledge 
tremendous importance is given to words and sentences. And lots of discussions are there in the way. And of course in every school of philosophy you will find that. But so much so in India, so much, so much attention being paid to how the words and how the sentences convey the meaning. Because everybody is debating. The Vedas are one, the scriptures are one. But how different teachers or different thinkers come up with different interpretations. Why? Because they say, well, this is the way that the Vedas, I mean, you know, seek to convey. So they find out their own way of how the words convey. And lots of debates are going on for centuries in India. And I am sure the same is true in every, every religion or every tradition, Bible, you know. So there is one text here, one scripture. I understand there are 2,000 denominations of Christianity, meaning there are 2,000 interpretations of Bible. Because naturally, a denomination comes when someone declares that uh, the present ex- interpretation is not acceptable, this is how it should be interpreted. And that's how we have, but... So anyway, understanding scriptures requires the process of how the words and sentences convey the meaning. So why do you find a contradiction in the statement, Gangayam Ghoshah, that this cowherd village is on the Ganges. What is contradictory about this statement? Says, the author explains, Ganga Ghoshayoho Adhara Adhe Bhav Lakshanasya Vakyarthasya Asheshadah Viruddhatva The seventh case, Gangayam is the seventh case of the word Ganga. What does seventh case stand for? It's a locative case. And therefore, the seventh case means location. So Gangayam Ghoshaha. Ghoshaha means cowherd village. So on the cow, on the Ganga is a cowherd village. So what is Ganga? The location. Or also called Adhara. Adhara means that support. And what is this, uh, uh, the village is Adhaya. Something that is placed on that. For example, this clock is on the table, we say. So where the table is Adhara, the support. And the clock is Adhaya, what is supported? Or, yeah, so table is what supports and clock is what is supported. Table is what supports, clock is what is placed on that. So this is a relationship that is conveyed by the seventh case. Adhara Adhaya Bhavaha. And so this also creates lots of difficulties. But here when it is said, the cowherd village is on the Ganges, then naturally our mind first of all gets the meaning, that the Ganges meaning the flow of water, upon that flowing water there is this village, and aseshataha viruddhatva, it just does not make sense whatever, that there is no way that a village can be on the flowing water, meaning the flowing water cannot be adhara or a support for the village which is adhaya. So viruddhatva, that's how we find a contradiction there. So what do we do? Vakyartam asheshataha parityajya. Therefore the meaning of the word Ganges asheshataha is completely parityajya, completely given up. Tat sammandhi tira lakshanayaha yuktatvat and we substitute in its place tira or the bank which is tat sammandhi connected to this word Ganges. So connected to the word Ganges is a bank and this is what we substitute in our own mind and understand the statement to mean that the cowherd village is on the bank of on the bank of the Ganges. 
So the author says Sangachade is quite proper. Then case of a statement, Gangayam Ghosha, this cowherd village on the Ganges, that we apply the Jahal Lakshana to understand the meaning of the statement is quite acceptable. Of course, you can always question, why didn't that person say in the first place that the village is on the bank of the Ganges? Why did he say village is on the Ganges? And we sometimes are brief. We don't always use every word. Because there is some reason perhaps. Ganga, the Ganges stands for, as we said yesterday, for coolness, for quietude, solitude, sanctity. And so maybe the person wanted to suggest that the village represents that, the, represents that atmosphere of, of uh, sanctity, of solitude, you know, and of coolness, comfort. So perhaps in order to convey what Ganges, stand, what Ganges conveys, so that is why maybe the speaker may have used his expression, the village is on the Ganges. Instead of saying the village is on the bank of the Ganges. Because when you think of a bank, you think of a very high, you know, I mean, uh, banks are always very rugged and tall. And so that's what you will think of. And it may convey a different picture in your mind. But when it is said the village is on the Ganges, the speaker seeks for probably to convey a certain picture. So anyway, that's the reason why it's not that we use implication for the sake of implication. If the implication serves a certain purpose, then alone we use the implied meaning. Otherwise, our language must be as far as possible, only what we call vachyartha or direct meaning. As far as possible, always use straight language, straight meanings, as far as possible. Only when it is not possible, or only when the implied meaning conveys something which could not be conveyed by direct, by words indirectly, then alone we should go in for what we call implied meaning. In poetry, they do it all the time. Not implied meaning, but suggested meaning. They suggest things, you know. Okay. Now the, now the author proceeds to show how this method, this jahal lakshana, is not applicable in case of our statement, tattvamasi, that thou art. Why is it not applicable? That is being discussed in the passage 161. Atratu paroksha aparoksha chaitanya bhagamatre virodhad Bhagantaramapi Parityajya Anyalakshanayaha Ayuktatwad Jahalakshana Nasangachade Atratu, however, here, meaning in the statement under consideration, Mahavakya Tatvamasi or that thou art. <coughs> paroksha aparoksha chaitanya ekatvalakshanasya vakyarthasya bhagamatra virodhat. What is the vakyartha? That thou art, what is the meaning of that statement? That is thou. And what is that? That is chaitanyam or awareness. Which is Brahma. But the pronoun that is used for that because so we think that Brahma or God is what? 
omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, and remote, somewhere away, not something that is experienced by me. Everybody is quite sure about that. Have, where is God? Definitely nowhere here. That much is everybody sure. You know, and uh, who is God? I am certainly not God. That everybody is sure. So we have no really reason to say this, but still we say, who has seen God? Show me God, then I will believe. People say very often, show me God, then I will believe. Let your God come before me in three minutes, then I will accept that there is God. But when we say this, there is already an assumption that what I see is not God. When it is said you show me God, that means that what you are seeing right now is not God, it is taken for granted. So it's taken for granted by us that God is remote, away from me. Yes, He is a conscious being, conscious principle, but remote. Omniscient, omnipresent, limitless, or free from all limitations. That is what we understand by the pronoun tat, that, meaning God. And by the pronoun tvam, or thou, or I, what do we understand? Also a conscious being. So consciousness I am and conscious being God also is, that we understand. But this conscious being is limited in every respect. So now in tat and tvam, that and thou, what is the contradiction? In one level there is no contradiction in as much as that or God also is conscious being and I, the jiva, also is conscious being and there is no contradiction in that aspect. Where is the contradiction? In as much as that is endowed with omniscience, omnipotent, all knowledge, all power, all pervasiveness, and I am the one who is endowed with little knowledge, little power, little pervasiveness. And therefore, in that aspect there is a contradiction. Therefore we find it impossible to accept this, that I am Brahma. Nobody can accept it. Even when everything all clear in the classroom and everything is clear, moment we walk out of this place, immediately we assume our own identity. I am a jiva. Because so deeply rooted is our conclusion that I am a limited being, so deeply rooted is the conclusion that God is different from me and away from me, that when the statement is told that you are Brahman, you are limitless, it just does not make sense to me. And therefore, this statement, what we call Vachyasa, or the immediate meaning, or the literal meaning of the sentence, does not make sense. So, what, so therefore we have to go in for what we call Lakshana Vritti, or implied meaning. But understand that Tat and Tvam are not totally contradictory. They have, they have aspect that is common, namely consciousness, and an aspect that is contradictory, namely the characteristics, omniscience, etc. And therefore, Bhagamatre Virodhat. Between the words Tat and Tvam, there is a virodha or contradiction, Bhagamatre, only in a portion, and not totally. Tat and Tvam are not totally contradictory, but only Bhagamatre. In one amsha, or even portion, they have contradiction. Now, what is the process of Jahal Lakshana? Jahal Lakshana is when the word completely gives up its primary meaning and in its place is substituted a connected meaning. Like Ganga gives up its primary meaning, namely the flow of water, and the word bank is substituted there. Now, if you want to apply this met- that method here, then what would be necessary? Either tat or tvam must give up its meaning completely, primary meaning must be given up completely, and another meaning must be substituted. 
So if you give the primary meaning of tat, let us say, then you give the consciousness also. See, omniscient, conscious being, that omniscience you want to give up, but consciousness also is given up if the primary meaning is given up completely. Or if the primary meaning of the word prom is to be given up, then also not only we give up the contradictory portion, but we also give up what we call the, the common portion. Meaning it is like throwing the baby along with bath water. Because when we say that Tvam or Dhao gives up its primary meaning completely, in that case, what is Dhao or what is Tvam? The limited consciousness. What is that? The limitless consciousness. But consciousness both are. So if you give up the word, the primary meaning completely, in that case, so it says here, Bhagantaramai Parityajya Anya Lakshanaya Ayuktatvat. In that case, that Lakshana Vrutti will not work because we want actually to understand the identity. And when the primary meaning of either of the words is given up, then the identity does not become clear. Therefore, Jahal Lakshana Tasangachade. This method of what we call Jahal Lakshana is not applicable in case of Tattvamasi. <coughs> Next is again a little technical question. We read the passage, then we'll discuss that. Nacha Ganga Padam Swartha Parityagena Tirapadarsam Yatha Lakshayade Tatha Tatpadam Tvampadam Vaan Swartha Parityagena Tvampadatham Tatpadatham Vaan Lakshayatu Ataha Kutaha Jahallakshana Nasangachade now somebody suggests here, why not we do it this way? Somebody who wants to apply the Jahal Lakshana to the statement Tattvamasi has another suggestion. Ganga Padam Swatha Parityagena Tirapada Samyatha Lakshayati Just as in the statement Gangayam Ghoshaha, how the word Ganga completely gives up its meaning and in place of the Ganga is substituted altogether another word, namely Tira, which is connected to Ganga. Similarly also, why not we do that? In the statement Tattvamasi, Tatpadam Tvampadam Vaar Swartha Parityagena Tvampadartham Tatpadartham Lakshadu Why not we say that the word Tat completely gives up its meaning and instead means Tvam? So, tat tvam asi. Suggestion here is, let the word tat, meaning that, completely give up its meaning, and instead of that mean tvam. Or you can put it this way, that the word tvam completely give up, gives up its meaning, and instead actually implies tat. Then tat tat asi, that's what it means, you know. Or tvam tvam asi, that's what it means. So, that sounds good, because no contradiction. Tvam Tvamasi or Tat Tadasi. And also we accomplish the purpose of applying the Jahal Lakshana. 
Why not do that? And so, Kuto Jahal Lakshana Sangachade, the question is asking us, see, Jahal Lakshana is applicable in this manner, then why do you say that Jahal Lakshana is not applicable at all? This is the question. <coughs> Answer is given in the passage, 163. Tatra Ashravanena Tadartha Apratito Lakshanaya Tatpratiti Apekshayamapi Tatvampadayoho Shruyamanatvena Tadartha Pratito Lakshanaya Punaha Anyatara Padena Anyatara Padartha Pratiti Apeksha Abhava He says, no, that is not possible. Tatra, in the statement Gangayam Ghoshah, there, see the word, in that statement Gangayam Ghoshah, the word Tira of the bank is not used at all. So, when somebody says the village on the, uh, the village on the Ganges, that statement does not include the word bank. Sutavakyase mukhyarta virode mukhyarta sammandhini ashrita padarche lakshanayati saravayana siddham. That when the word that is used, when that does not make a consistent sentence, statement, then you bring in a word which is not used in order to complete the sentence. For example, the Gangayam Ghosha, the villages on the cow, the cowherd villages on the Ganges. So the word Ganges goes away and word Tira, the bank comes and the cowherd village is on the bank. This is how the sentence is understood. So Jahal Lakshana requires that the word that is not used is substituted for the word that is used. That's okay. <coughs> But here what you are saying, tat tvam asi. And you are saying that, let the third word tat mean tvam. So tvam tvam asi. However, the word tvam is already used in the sentence and therefore, what is already used in the sentence cannot also be implied because word tvam is already used. Our tat also is used. Those words being used, they cannot be again substituted for another word because that is not the method in Jahal Lakshana. So, Tatra Tirapada Ashravanena. In that statement, Gangayam Ghoshaha, Tirapada Ashravanena. The word Tira or the bank was not used, not mentioned. Tadartha Apratidau. And therefore, the statement Gangayam Ghoshaha does not convey the meaning, directly does not convey the meaning, namely bank. Lakshanaya Tatpratidi Apekshayam. And therefore, by Lakshana Vritti, it is quite proper that we bring in that word tira or the bank because it was not mentioned and the, there, is a, there is a need to use bring that word. Tattvampadayoho shuvimanatvena tadartha pratidau However, the word tat and tvam both are used and the meanings are both clear and therefore it does not make sense to... So two problems are there. One is that you bring in a word that has not been mentioned why the tat and tvam both are mentioned, so you cannot bring in one for the other. And secondly, where is lakshana or implication necessary? 
when the vachyartha is not clear, when the meaning is not clear, here the meaning of word tat and tvam both are clear to us, and therefore no need to use lakshana vritti in order to, uh, in order to uh, give the meaning of what is already clear. And therefore, this jahal lakshana in the manner that you suggested also is not applicable. In short, this discussion tells us that, yes, for the statement tattvamasi, lakshana vritti should be applied, but jahal lakshana wherein one of the words gives up its primary meaning completely and instead is substituted another connected word, that method of implication is not applicable in the statement tattvamasi. <coughs> okay, then the next is, somebody says, why not use ajahal lakshana? Shonodhavati, the second illustration that we gave, the red runs, where we bring in a new word, horse, red horse runs. Okay, why not we use that method of implication for understanding the statement Tattvamasi? That's the next question that is discussed in the next passage. Says passage 164. Atra Atra, in the statement Tattvamasi, Shono Dhavati Itivat, like the statement Shono Dhavati, the red runs, like that, how Ajahal Lakshana was applicable in understanding the statement the red runs, that method is not applicable in case of the statement Tattvamasi. Why is it so? The explanation is given in the next passage. Tatra Shona Guna Gamana Lakshanasya Vakyarthasya Virudhatva Tat Aparityagena Tadashraya Ashwadi Lakshanaya Tadvirodha Parihara Sambhavad Ajahal Lakshana Sambhavati Tatra, in that statement, Shona Dhavati, the red runs, Shona Guna Gamana Lakshana Se Vakyarthasya Virudhatva. Naturally, what the statement literally means is that the red color is running, and we know from our experience that a color cannot run. Only a living being can run or some object can run. Even a ball can run. But you cannot, the red cannot run. And therefore, what, since that statement does not directly convey the sense or mean, it, it is contradictory. So that contradiction should be removed by proper process. So, what we do is, without giving up this word red, that ashraya, Ashwad Lakshanaya and that which is the that which is the ashray of the red <coughs> the color or the quality must always abide in a substance. So red is a quality or a color that should abide in a substance. So we find that the horse is the ashraya or the locus upon which this color red abides. And therefore we bring in that locus also. So along with the red we bring in the locus, namely the horse and we understand by the word red, red horse. 
And then there is no contradiction in the statement and the effort. It is quite proper that you do this by the process called Ajahal Lakshanam. Tad Sambhavad By bringing in the word horse, which is the locus of the color red, then the statement makes sense and uh, makes proper sense and therefore it is quite proper that we use the method called Ajahal Lakshanam. However, we cannot do that here. Why is it so? Atratu Parokshatva Aparokshatvadi Vishistha Chaitanya Ekatvasya Vakyarthasya Viruddhatvad Tat Aparityagena Tat Sammandhinaha Yasya Kasya Chita Arthasya Lakshitatvepi Tad Virodha Parihara Asambhavad Ajahal Lakshana Nasambhavati Eva Atratu Here however in case of the statement Tattvamasi Parokshatva Aparokshatvadi Vishistha Chaitanya Ekatvasya Vakyasasya Viruddhatvad Since the Vakya the statement says that Tat and Tvam are identical that's what the Vakya says that you are that so Tat and Tvam are one identical that is the meaning of the statement and when we want to understand that identity we find that Tat and Tvam both of which are conscious beings both are possessed of totally contradictory characteristics where Tvam is limited in every consciousness limited in every way and Tat is the consciousness free of all the limitations and therefore the direct meaning is not consistent so there is a contradiction in that statement to remove the contradiction suppose we apply the Ajahal Lakshana wherein both the words are, a word is retained and you bring in a connected meaning so Tat Aparityagena Tat Sammandinaha Yasya Kasyajit Arsasya Lakshatatvevi Suppose Tattvamasi and you bring in something else, add into Tat, just as red runs, you retain the red and add horse, red horse runs to complete the sentence. Similarly also Tattvamasi, that thou art, suppose you retain both that and thou, that's what the Ajahal Lakshana requires, and you bring in some new word connected to that, or, the, or thou. So thou human being art that, suppose. Some kind of a thing you bring in which is connected with Dhao or Dhao Jiva is that, suppose you bring in, in that case also that contradiction does not go because the contradiction obtains between that and, and Dhao. Between Tat and Tvam the contradiction obtains and as long as you retain those words, if you add something then also the contradiction continues to, re, continues to remain because the contradiction obtains between Tat and Tvam. And therefore, this method of Ajahal Lakshana, wherein we retain the primary meaning and bring in a connected meaning, that will not remove that contradiction, which is the purpose of Lakshana Vritti. So the purpose for which Lakshana Vritti is employed is not served, and therefore, that Ajahal Lakshana is not, is not applicable. Look at this. We can give some other common illustration. Uh, suppose there are two persons, you know, who don't see eye to eye with each other. Let us say. Therefore, they are self-contradictory. They cannot be together. Suppose you want to bring, in, bring them together. 
Then you ask one person, you put on your new suit today and tie. And ask the other person, you put on this clothes. And now come together. Then also the two persons, you added something all right, but the contradiction between the two persons remains. So as long as the contradiction remains, by adding something, that contradiction does not go away. So we, in order to bring two contradictory things together, we will somehow remove the contradiction. Like the acid and the base, you know. That's acid and alkali. These are contradictory to each other. So then suppose you want to bring them together. In acid you will add another acid connected to that. Or in alkali you add another alkali connected to that or something. And combine, that combination is still contradictory because as long as the contradictory elements are retained, so long any addition in that does not remove the contradiction and so the ajahal lakshana also will not be applicable in case of tattvamase. <coughs> okay. Then, yet another effort is made by the... These questions are in order to eliminate any possible doubt, you know. Sometimes the questions appear a little silly. But even at the risk of being a little silly, the idea is to eliminate any doubt. So the next passage also answers a question which is not very intelligent, but anyway, says here, Nacha tatpadam tvampadam va Swartha Viruddhamsha Parityagena Amshantara Sahitam Tvampadartham Tatpadartham Va Lakshayatu Ataha Katham Prakarantarena Bhagalakshana Angi Karanam Itivachyam So again, in a last attempt to apply this Ajahal Lakshana to the statement Tattvamasi, somebody makes a suggestion. Tatpadam Tvampadam Vasvartha Viruddham Shaparityagena We say that, take the word Tat. What is the contradiction there? That it is omniscient, omnipotent, meaning it is it is free from limitation. Let us say that the word gives up its viruddhamsa or the contradictory portion and just retains the common portion namely consciousness. So tat tvam asi. What is tvam? The limited consciousness. What is tat? The consciousness without limitation. So that limited and limitless are the contradictory elements. Let us say that any one of the words gives up its limited contradictory aspect. Let us say tat gives of its limited, the, the limitless aspect which is contradictory and means only pure consciousness. So, tat tvam asi. Tvam tat asi. You are pure consciousness. Why not we say that? Or, from tvam you eliminate that contradictory element and say that that is pure consciousness. Why not put it this way? He says, well, then also because words tat and tvam are already mentioned here. And they not only pure consciousness. He says that you give up the contradictory portion and say that the tat devoid of the contradictory portion means tvam. Or tvam devoid of the contradictory portion means tat. In that case, we can apply the ajahal lakshana. He said no new purpose is served because tat and tvam are already mentioned in the statement and the meanings are clear and therefore 
by doing something with the second word and bringing out the same contradiction, the same meaning, it doesn't serve any purpose. And therefore, prakarantarana by this method also, bhagalakshana, meaning this ajahalakshana, is not applicable. So, ajahalakshana in the sense of retaining the original words and bringing in new meanings is not applicable or by juggling in some way, by giving up the contradictory portion, but still retaining the jivatvam also is, it does not serve, does not remove the contradiction. Therefore, ajahal lakshana also is not applicable. That says here, the page 160 and the passage 168. Ekena Ubhaya Lakshanayaha Asambhavad Padantarena Tadartha Pratitao Lakshanaya Punaha Tat Pratiti Apeksha Abhavacha Ekene Padena by one word Svarthamsa padarthantar uvailakshanayaha sambhavat. What it means is, if you take the word tvam or this jiva and give the contradictory aspect which is limited, so sense of limitation, suppose that is given up and then what remains, let us say that it implies two things. It implies the jiva as well as it implies the tat. So technically here we are asking one word to do two things imply both its own self as well as the other word. And one word cannot imply two things. One word can only do, serve one purpose. This is another principle that one sentence should one serve one purpose. Or one word should serve one purpose. If one word serves more than one purpose, then you can never understand which particular sense to accept. And therefore, what you are suggesting is not acceptable. At the same time, you also said that the words Tat and Tvam are already, are already mentioned. And therefore, their meaning is clear individually, so there is no need to use, do some operation to again apply, imply them because they are already mentioned. <coughs> and thus this Ajahal Lakshana, regardless of what juggling you do, is not applicable. This discussion is just to clarify how the process is Jahad Ajahal Lakshana. And that is mentioned in the last passage here, in the passage 169. Tasmat Yatha Soyam Devadattaha Itivakyam Tadarthova Tatkala Etatkala Vishishta Devadatta Lakshanasya Vakyarthasya Amshe Virodhat Virudha Tatkala, etatkala, vishishtam samparityajya, aviruddham, devadattam samatram, lakshayati, tatha, tattvamasi, itivakyam, tadarthova, parokshatva, aparokshatvadi, Vishishta Chaitanya Ekatva Lakshanasya Vakyarthasya 
अंशे विरोध परोक्षिष्टाश्य अविधम अखंड चैतन्य यथा जस्ट एस दिस ऑल्सो वी डिस्कस्ड एनी नंबर ऑफ टाइम्स इन द पास जस्ट एस सोएम देवदत्त है दिस इज दैट देवदत्त है दैट पर्टिकुलर स्टेटमेंट सो दिस इति वाक्यम दिस स्टेटमेंट और सेंटेंस सोएम देवदत्त है दिस इज दैट देवदत्त तदर्थो वा आइदर द सेंटेंस और द मीनिंग ऑफ द सेंटेंस तत्काल एदत्काल विशिष्ट देवदत्त लक्षणस्य वाक्यासस्य अंशे विरोधात एज यू सेड सोयम देवदत्त सह मीन्स दैट सो दैट वर्ड ऑल दैट पर्सन स्टैंड फॉर द मीनिंग ऑफ द वर्ड स्टैंड फॉर अ पर्सन हु वॉज दिन नोन टू मी टेन इयर्स अगो इन ए सडन सिचुएशन इन ए सडन अटायर एंड आई एम और दिस स्टैंड फॉर द देवदत्त हु आई सी नाउ एट दिस टाइम इन ए डिफरेंट अटायर ऑल टूगेदर It is not that the words tat and ayam, saha and ayam, or that and this are totally contradictory. Only they are contradictory in 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 portion. Devadatta is one. However, the contradiction is in the characteristic of the devadatta of at x number of years before and the devadatta who is present now. And therefore, in this saha and ayam or this and that, the contradiction is not total. Contradiction is partial. And therefore, what do we do? Virudha tatkal, tatkal, vishistam, shamparityajya. In our own mind, that contradictory aspects of two devadattas are discarded or abandoned in our mind. Avirudham devadattam shamatram lakshayadi. And devadatta, the person who is not, con- you know, who is not uh, contradictory or who is who is not uh, opposed to this saha and ayam. So that and this. the devadatta person is common to both of them is not opposed to either this or that that portion we retain so between the pronoun this and that or the person which stands for this and that whatever is contradictory that we abandon in our mind and whatever is common to both of them that is what we retain so person devadatta is common and that is what the aviruddham that is called aviruddham the non contradictory aspect <coughs> Virudhamsha is contradictory aspect. Aviruddhamsha means non-contradictory aspects. So the contradictory aspect is abandoned, and the non-contradictory aspect, namely the person Devadatta, is retained. So how that is called Jahad Jahal Lakshana or Bhagatyaag Lakshana, where a portion is given up and a portion is retained. The non-contradictory portion is retained. And similarly, also the statement "Tatvamasi" that thou art, the thou is the conscious being, limited in every respect. That is the conscious being, free from all the limitations. There also, what is the contradiction? Contradiction is in the part, namely in the upadhi. In the qualities, the contradiction is. Whereas, as far as the consciousness is concerned, it is not contradictory. Therefore, here also we retain the con- pure consciousness, which is common to both. Thou and that, or Jiva and Ishvara, and we abandon the contradictory characteristics, 
that Ishvara is omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, and Jiva is limited in knowledge, etc. Those contradictory aspects are discarded. And we see, conveyed by this particular statement, the identity between Tad and Tvam at the level of pure consciousness. And that is how the contradiction is eliminated by what we call Bhagatyaga Lakshana or Jahad Ajahal Lakshana or by the method of implication where the contradictory elements are given up and the common element is retained. And that is how Laksham Akhanda Chaitanya Avairuddham Akhanda Chaitanya Matram Lakshadi And then this statement says that you are Avairuddham Akhanda Chaitanyam that you are Chaitanya Matram pure awareness Akhandam undivided or indivisible so this statement Tattvamasi or that thou art means that you are Brahma which is undivided or indivisible consciousness and this tells us something very profound in our life also that what is important about me that I am pure consciousness that is important about me because we are told here that the contradictory aspects, only when they are given up, then alone the statement will make sense. As we said the other day, that is how in our life also, that which is contradictory is to be given up. What is it really that separates Tat from Tvam or Jiva from Ishvara? All these attributes or characteristics of bigness and smallness, totality, individuality, you know, so this is what make, separates me from Ishwara. In order to know or arrive at or discover the identity within myself and Ishwara, what will become necessary is to abandon all those qualifications. Those qualifications are things that separate me, that create the sense of separation. It is not that the qualifications really separate me. It is not that the wave is separated from ocean. What separates wave from the ocean or what separates wave from the water is only the notion that I am a wave. And therefore that water has a notion that I am the wave and that is how the wave is separated from water. And the wave feels that it is now conflicting with other waves. And the wave feels that the ocean is very cruel to me. Or the wave feels that the water is hurting me. But can the wave ever be hurt by water? Because wave is water. Therefore, in order for the wave to discover the identity with ocean, the wave will have to discard the idea that it is wave. That the importance given to the name and form has to be discarded, has to be seen as false, and then alone that identity can be appreciated. As long as the wave is proud, I'm a big wave. Another wave also has a pride, I'm a small wave, another kind of pride. So, it is what we call ahankara or the ego, which is identification with a upadi or a name and form. And unfortunately in our life, what we are always trying to do is support this identification or support the sense of individuality. That's what we are taught. And in fact, that only creates that sense of separation, that only enhances the sense of separation. So what is the way to discover the truth which is revealed by the Upanishads? is to abandon or discard or give up what we call distinctions, qualifications, 
I am qualified, I am so and so, that's how we proudly proclaim. That means that I am not other things. See, the thing is, when I say that I am, I am wonderful, I am strong, or I am intelligent, or I am smart, or I am this and that, it means that I am not anything else, you know? When I am strong, I am not weak. I am smart, I am not dull. I am intelligent, I am not, you know? I am successful, I am not failure. I am here, I am not there. So whenever the distinctions are given importance, what we are doing effectively is to really isolate ourselves. And so when in our life the distinctions and qualifications will not remain important, and just the pure being will become important, then we will be going closer to the truth. Somebody asked a question to a Mahatma, Swamiji, when you study Vedanta, and do all of this, what do you get out of it? What is the achievement? Do you get some, do you get recognition, name, fame, wealth, what do you get out of this? Or some powers, do you get some powers? Then the answer was given, that Vedanta is for giving up the qualifications and not acquiring them. And that giving up is not a physical process. Acquiring also is not a physical process, that also is a notion. That this belongs to me or this is mine is a notion. At the same time, to know that it is not mine is just knowledge. So when we say that we give up the identification or give up the qualification, it is not that we have to do something in order to give it up. The qualifications don't belong to I in the first place and they have been superimposed upon the I and therefore all that is to be given up here is superimposition. As you said, that is all the renunciation that is called for in our life is that these qualifications and the distinctions, the advertisement is given there in India, you know, distinguish yourself. There was a, a, a textile mill and they used to bring out different kinds of clothes and, you know, the fabrics and whatnot. And they say, you wear this and you distinguish yourself. So you want to distinguish yourself in the crowd by a certain, certain, by certain clothes or by certain distinctions. So that is a wrong trend. Because distinguishing myself, meaning creating more and more separation from what I am seeking. What I am seeking is to be limitless, to be pure, to be free. And where is that freedom? Where is that purity? Where is that limitlessness? In pure awareness that I am. And therefore, when I impose more and more distinctions and qualifications upon I, in fact, I am increasing that sense of burden upon myself. And therefore, this statement tells us Tattva Masi. It is said that this statement will make sense, that I am not, I am God will make sense, not when that I is his body, then it just amounts to stupidity. That's why when people proclaim I am God, that's what I am taught. Somebody gives one slap, say, why are you slapping me? I am slapping God, I am not slapping you. That time he forgets. Because as long as you take yourself to a body or a mind or a limited ego and then proclaim I am God, that is a very stupid proclamation. That's not what Vedanta says. And very often Vedanta is misunderstood. And very often it only brings about ego in the people when it is not understood that I am something. It doesn't say that. That I am something has to go completely. That something alone can go. I can never go. Because that which can be discarded alone will be discarded. That's something that has to go. 
And what remains is simple, plain and simple I. Can we become just plain and simple? That's called sadhu. Sadhu means a simple person. Simpler we are, closer to the truth we are. We cannot be complicated persons. We cannot have all kinds of angularities within ourselves and hope to gain this knowledge. It, you have to become so simple, so transparent, so pure. We are not transparent. Something inside, something else outside. Because there are insecurities within ourselves, we have to protect something. We have to present ourselves different from what we are. All of these we must know that is contradictory to what we are learning and what we want to know. Contradictory. Because truth is always transparent. Truth is very simple, is plain and transparent. And that is how our life also. That is why the life of a the life of a, a guru kalam. And so you become simple persons with minimum needs, with minimum no aspirations or ambitions. But Swamiji, what about my career? What about me? What will happen to me? Well, you are here learning something that nothing can happen to you. You are the one because of whom everything is happening. And if you are so concerned about our security and things like that, means that again, our whole trend of thinking is not in keeping with this teaching. I just want to point out some of these things because these are big hurdles in our own minds. And sometimes they come in the way of our properly applying ourselves or committing ourselves to this. But what this reveals is, you are everything. You don't need anything. And that has to be discovered. If we keep on increasing our needs, then we are not in the direction of, of, of the truth that we want to know. So therefore the statement is very significant, Tattva Masi, that thou art. The discussion also is significant that we can understand the identity implied by Tat and Tvam only when the Viruddham, so the contradictory aspects are given up. And it is not grammatically to be given up only that we understand it in grammar, but in our own life also, whatever is contradictory to truth, when we learn to give it up, and then uh, truth is our own nature, contradictions are all superimposed by us. When we see that, and as we discard them, then we prepare the ground for knowing the truth. We want to meditate and want to know the truth. That's what we want. So we think that in one seating of meditation, something will happen and I know the truth. Where my life remains intact, whatever it is. That doesn't work. As we said, there has to be a complete transformation, you know. Truth is not something that is cheap, that will come, you know, like that. It is something that we have to work for. And, you know, the other day I told you the story in some other class. But in India, there was a Prime Minister, Pandit Nehru, Jawaharlal Nehru. Uh, and he had, uh, at that time, the, the uh, general of the army used to be one person, one Sardarji, one Sikh. Those fellows are not always known for their cleanliness, etc., you know. So there are many jokes. In every country there are jokes about people, so there are many jokes about Sardarjis or about Sikhs in India also. How they are not very smart people and how they are not very clean people and things like that. So this person was a, he's a big man, he's a general, you know. And so chief of the staff, I think, of the army or something. And uh, there was a meeting with uh, Pandit Nairo, who was prime minister. And then he was a friend of Nairo. Nairo was a, you know, he was a friend of Nairo, so... Nehru had a certain, you know, he could tell him something. He says, something is stinking. What is this? He says, some, you know, some odor is coming from you, Nehru told him. 
So what is stinging? Yeah, because you have not changed your socks for seven, one week, isn't it? That's why they are stinging. Come on, remove your stocks, socks, you know. Next time you come to me, wear new socks. All right. So in the afternoon, again there was a meeting. And again, this, this chief of staff or whatever, he, you know, he went there and met him. Again the sting was coming. So didn't I tell you in the morning to remove your socks? So I removed, look. And he pulled out from his own pocket. See the old socks are here. <laughs> so if you remove that stuff, you know, there's no way that we can really uh, become clean. And therefore, when all that garbage is held on to us, there's no way that the cleanliness can be attained. That garbage has to be given up completely. And Vedanta helps us to see the garbage is garbage. A lot of garbage we are retaining within our own selves, tremendous amount. And as we understand that this is really hurting us and not helping us, then we learn to give it up. So this giving up, giving up, giving up. Renunciation, renunciation, renunciation is the way. Na karmana, na prajayadhanena, tyagenaike amurtattvamanashuhu. We repeat this mantra in the evenings. It is not by karma, by rituals, not by progeny, or not by wealth, that one can achieve the truth. Tyagena, by tyaga, or renunciation. Renunciation of what? Renunciation of that which is false. False which is held on, thinking that it is real. False that is held on by us, thinking that it is a source of security. That falsehood only is to be given up. Nothing real is to be given up, which cannot be given up also. And that is the value of what we call renunciation. That becomes very clear from the statement, Tattvamasi, that thou art. <coughs> okay. Om Puranamadaf Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyate Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranameva Vashishyate Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavanta Punaf Punaha Ishwaro Guru Ratmeti Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyomavad Vyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Namaha Hari Om